Blog Talk Radio.
uh, Minister Pamela Wright. I thank you, Father, for who she is in you. Father, as we discuss our topic tonight, the gift in you, Father, we pray right now that you would give us a spiritual download, that the words of our mouths, the meditations of our hearts will be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Father God, we've come for no other reason tonight but on this platform, Father, but to give your name the glory, to give your name the honor, to give your name the praise, and to encourage those that you allow to tune in to this broadcast. Father, we thank you for life on purpose. We thank you for every guest. We thank you, Father, for every listener, Father, and we pray right now, Father, that you would meet us right where we are. God, we thank you right now, for we know, Lord God, that that expectancy, Father, hallelujah, is the parent, it is the mother, Lord God, a manifestation. So I thank you right now that our anticipation and our expectancy is being heightened tonight, that we expect you, Father God. We're looking, we're looking to see, Father, what you're doing in our lives. Because we believe that any day, any day now, we're going to experience our breakthrough. Any day now, we're going to experience our miracle. Any day now, we're going to walk into our wealthy place. Any day now, we're going to operate in another level, on another level, Father God, in you. God, we pray right now that you would just have your way, Father, have your way in Jesus' name. And if you agree, just go on and say, in Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. So glad to be back with you here this week on the Life on Purpose with Deborah Tule broadcast. Thank you for tuning in every week to my family. Thank you, my friends. Thank you. If you're a first-time guest, guess what? Now you're part of the clan. So thank you for being here with us tonight. I am your host and your Life on Purpose navigator. I'm Deborah Tule. I'm also Louise's baby girl and author a cancer thriver, a minister, and a motivational speaker. And I am super excited to take this journey with you on this week. See, I believe that a life isn't living until it's lived on purpose. And my reason for saying that is because once you have an experience in life where you don't know how much longer you're going to be in the earth. See, back in 2012, I had a brush of breast cancer, when the enemy tried to tell me, tried to convince me that I was not going to live, that I was going to die, he tried to get me to throw in the towel, he tried to get me to give up, up hope, and just to give in, but I thank God tonight that even when the enemy came, when he whispered that in my ear, the Lord said, even though I shall walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for my God is with me. God began to minister to me. God began to encourage me. God began to, to inspire me to look at life from a different perspective. And that perspective is, is really the foundation of Scripture for this broadcast. And that's Romans 8 and 28. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to purposes. And when God began to minister to me through that word, and allow me to know that although I may have been going through that experience, that experience did not have power or dominion over me because the word of God says that Jesus was wounded for my transgressions, that he was bruised for my iniquities, and that the chastisement of my peace was upon him. And with the chastisement of his peace, is upon him, and with his stripes I am healed. So I am so glad that God ministered to me and brought me out of that low place and pulled me up out of that darkness and out of that discouragement and out of that fear and placed me in a different mindset and allowed me to know that there was purpose on my life, there was destiny on my life. And ever since that time, ever since that time, I have been on a journey. I've been on a journey to inspire others to know that God has something so super important, an assignment that's just for you, for you to accomplish in the earth. And ever, ever since that time, I've been on this journey called Purpose, Life on Purpose. And in February, February the 3rd of 2018, we're going to have our first Life on Purpose conference. Yes, that's right. And I am so, so grateful to God. You know, sometimes you look at life and you look at just who you are and you know it's not because of anything that you've done that was so good or so great or that you were so smart or, or that you were so brilliant, 
but you know that it was only the mercy of God that he could look at you and see something in you and say, in spite of you, I want to use you to do something great. And that's where I feel that I am right now. I feel that God is using me to do something great. In spite of me, in spite of my flaws, in spite of my thoughts and my failures, God said, yes, I can use you. And guess what? He's saying that about you tonight as well. But I want to invite you all to come on February the 3rd. The ticket information is going to be on social media pretty soon as well as as we're going to have some paper tickets printed. But I want you to come and be a part of Operation Reset. You definitely don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss it. I want to, I'm going to pause for a moment and give you an opportunity for an invite blast. Take a few minutes to send out a text, an email, an inbox, a tweet, and let your family and friends know that we are live on the air right now. Invite them to come on in. We're going to be talking from the subject, the gift in you. So I know our Minister Pamela Wright has some really great stuff for us tonight, so I'm so excited to hear um, what the Lord is going to say through her. Last week, my guest was Minister Tiffany Blackwell, and um, our topic was the purpose of angels. So last week, we talked about angels on the broadcast. You can go back to my social media page and take a listen um, to that show. Um, show you'll be surely you will be blessed um, by that broadcast. Um, one thing about gifts, you know, when we look at you know Christmas, we just went through Christmas and everybody was looking for the perfect gift for for our family member or for our friend or for our spouse or for our children. You know, everybody was shopping, you know, here and there and you know making purchases. And sometimes when we look at that external gift and we put so much effort and so much emphasis on buying the external gifts to give to, to give to other people, but how many times do we really sit down and think about the gift that God has placed on the inside of us? You know, the gifts of the Spirit are important and they're non-negotiable. And if you look at 1 Corinthians, either chapter 12, 13, or 14, all three of those chapters give insights about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now, when you think about it, the greatest gift of God was Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And the greatest gift of Jesus was the Holy Spirit. Because when Jesus went to the Father, he left the comforter. And the greatest gift of the Holy Spirit is the gift of the Spirit. And the gifts that we have on the inside of us, you know, the spiritual gifts, when we go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, when we read about the spiritual gifts, we know that God has given us those gifts. We're going to talk about those a little bit tonight, but we're also going to tap into, you know, there's other things that it may not be, you know, leaning heavily on the, the gift of, um, you know, of faith. It may not be leaning heavily on, on the gift, but what is your purpose? Your purpose is going to line up with your gift. It's going to line up. It's going to, it's going to correlate with the gift that God has on the inside of you. Because oftentimes people that are, are very good business owners and very good managers, you know, they have the prophetic gift, and they have the gift of discernment. So they're able to, they're able to operate out of that gift in order to make life for them or for their business. They can do things that people wonder how did they know certain things and, you know, how was they able to do certain things. And it's because of the gifting that God has placed on the inside of them. So when we look at those gifts, and I'm just going to read briefly here um, from 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I'm just going to read a few of these verses, and then we're going to um, bring our guests in, and we're going to have her share. But I'm just going to read a few of these scriptures tonight. I'm going to begin reading at verse 4, and it says, There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in every one, it is the same God at work. Now, to each one of the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. And then it goes on to talk about, you know, the fact that all of us, all of us are important. No, no, no part of the body can say 
that I'm more and more important than another part because every part of the body is important. And if we drop down to verse number 27, it says, 27 and 28, now you are the body of Christ and each one of you is a part of it. And God has placed in the church, first of all, apostles, second prophets, third teachers, and then miracles, then gifts of healings, of helping, of guidance, and of different kinds of tongues. Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, do all work miracles, do all have gifts of healing, do all speak in tongues, do all interpret, now, now eagerly desire the greater gift. And when we look at these scriptures, we, we find out that God has placed in each of us gifts. Some people have more than one. Some people have, you know, heavier, you know, more weightier gifts than others. Some people may operate, you know, in the gift of faith, and that's the area that they operate in, and the anointing is on them, and they supernaturally operate in that faith gift. And then you have other people, they may have that faith gift, but they have that faith gift, and they also have, you know, the gift of prophecy. You know, they have other things working on the inside of them. But I want you to know tonight, it doesn't matter which gift you have or how many gifts you have. What is important is that you acknowledge your gift, and then you begin to operate in your gift. And I think sometimes that's where we miss it. And right now, I want you to help me. This is a good time to bring in our guest for tonight. I want you to help me to give a warm, life-on-purpose welcome to my guest tonight, the beautiful woman of God. I met um, a few months ago, actually. Well, I met her a couple of years ago, but we kind of connected a few months ago, and she did some things with me to help me to move forward, you know, in, in my ministry. And um, so been, so just been blessed by having her present in my life and helping to assist in what the Lord is doing in my life. So without further ado, I want to welcome to the Life on Purpose broadcast, Minister Pamela Wright. Minister Wright, God bless you. Welcome. God bless you, Elder. Thank you so much for having me. You are so welcome. You are so welcome. Thank you for accepting the invitation. And, uh, yes, and one thing that I like to do here on the broadcast, you know, I can always get the biography and kind of read it, but I love to hear from our guests and just allow them to share, um, you know, their own testimonies, you know, their own heart about their lives and, and what's going on right now, what the Lord is doing in their life. So just take a few minutes, uh, Minister Pamela, tell us a little bit about you, where you're from, what you do, about, you, you know, just whatever you feel led to share with us tonight. <laughs> Okay. Well, of course, my name is Minister Pamela Wright. I live here in a uh, little small town here in South Carolina called Abbeville, South Carolina. I was born and raised here. I've uh, been in ministry, uh, oh my goodness, a long time. I think I was ordained back in 2003. Um, and I just love God. And I think for the, the stuff I do, um, I'm a minister, but I'm also a praise and worship leader. I uh, love singing worship songs to the God and I'm also I love uh, uh, fellowship and I love the word of God I love sharing but I'm more of a background person I'm more comfortable being in the background <laughs> uh, of course the Lord is not allowing me to stay in the background he's pushing me forward I can see um, him doing this, this this entire year he's been moving me uh, in the forefront so I'm embracing that new place he's put me in and I am the owner of Right Touch uh, virtual solutions, and I have a company that I have with marketing design, marketing services and design. Um, I help uh, leaders that are either church leaders or business owners that are needing uh, help and assistance in setting up their platform or enhancing their platform um, in marketing, um, even in design, rebranding. So we, you know, helping with their websites, enhancing their websites. So I do various services um, here. But yeah, that's kind of me in a nutshell. Um, I just love God. I think if you want to know anything, I do love God and I love God's people. Amen. And isn't that something how God will take us? You know, um, I can relate to you, you know, feeling like you're more comfortable in the background and or most comfortable in the background and how God will literally take you from the background and push you all the way to the front yes. and begin to use you in a way that you never saw yourself being used. You never imagined um, that God would use you that way. And I can truly attest to that. I'm a, I'm a witness of that, that the Lord would do that, because I would have yes. never imagined myself even, you know, being out in the forefront and speaking and talking and, you know, different things like that from where I come from. 
So were you a very were you very smart when you quiet when you were a child or? Oh, by no means now. I love to fellowship. If anybody knows me, I'm probably the loudest one in the room. <laughs> but when it comes to, I guess, getting in front of people, <laughs> I guess getting in front of people in, in, in any form, I'm not really, that's not, I'm not running into that, that place. Um, but I know I, I, I'm, I was never, I was a child that my mom said, would you be quiet? <laughs> would you be quiet? I was that kid. I was the one talking all the time, singing all the time. was that kid at home. Yeah, I was a kid at home. I was the one that, you know, just needed you to be quiet just a little bit. But other than that, I mean, no, I'm never quiet. But when it comes to me professionally, even in, in my own ministry time, I just prefer the quiet time alone and by myself. And, you know, I don't have a problem with doing it. But I am I know the Lord is pushing me out of the nest. You know, you ever heard the analogy of the, the eaglet that's in the nest and, and it was time for the eaglet mm-hmm. to fly, but yet the eaglet had to be pushed out of that place because you're not going to accomplish what God really wants you to accomplish in a nest. You're going to have to uh, enlarge your territory. You're going to have to get in new new arenas. You're going to have to uh, be able to, to know how to utilize your platform that God has given you. So, you, yeah, you're going to have to definitely move out. So I see the Lord doing that with me right now. And I'm sure that that's happening to a lot of our listening audience as well, that they can relate to that, feeling very yes. uncomfortable where you are right now, just knowing that this is not, you know, the place that God has for you or the place that God wants you uh, to stay. And you were there for a season, yes. but God did not want you to stay there. And we have to always yes. be mindful of what is it that the Father wants? Mm-hmm. And he wants something from us. You know, there's there are two scriptures that I really have governed my life by more in the last five years. Um, the first scripture is Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, which everybody knows. It says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil, to give you an expected end. God has an expected end. He has a result. He has something that he wants. Um, he wants done in in life. He wants us to accomplish something in in the earth. Uh, Ephesians 2 and 10 says, for we are his workmanship created unto him, unto good works, which God has before ordained. He's ordained even before we came. He already knew what he wanted out of our lives. He's already put, like you said, those giftings, the talents in us that we should walk in them. And I and I know for myself in the last two or five to six years that the that has been kind of a ground because it gives me a peace of knowing that God has something in the earth he wants me to do. It's something specific that he wants Pam to do. And I have to do it. But I have to be open to knowing that it's not in the big you know, it's not because of my talent, not because of all this other stuff. Is that he he has designed it, he had preordained even before I was conceived in my mother's womb. He had a plan for me, he had a purpose for me. So that's what I love about your title of your, your show, uh, Elder, is that living my life on purpose. Um, I'm doing what God has what he wants me to do at this per at this time. So it's a wonderful place to be. But a lot of people kind of go away from that because they're it's, sometimes it's a place of uncertainty. You don't know exactly step by step what all the Father's going to bring or what all he's going to allow you to uh, to embrace. But in that process, he promised that he would never leave us nor forsake us. So we have to be able to know that I'm, I belong to God. I'm his workmanship. He created me. He, he loves me. He has good thoughts toward me. He's going he's gonna to make sure that I reach my destiny and my purpose. Um, see, he already knew what I was going to be um, before I came. So I have to embrace it and know that I'm living my life on purpose and I'm doing everything God wants me to do. Wow. Wow. That's good. That's good. And I'm going to just go on and piggyback off what you were just sharing and allow you to just continue to flow in that vein to tell us, you know, tonight, what does life on purpose mean to you? When, when the words life on purpose, and you hear those words, what does that say to you or what does that mean to you? Just that life on purpose, meaning that I'm doing exactly what the Father wants for me. Um, when you think about, I mean, all of us, those that are those of us that are mothers, you know, we when we birthed our children, we had a plan and a purpose for us 
for our children. We would love to see our kids, you know, follow our footsteps and not in the profession that we're in or whatever. But we, we had thoughts toward them. But then there's a heavenly, our heavenly father, he has even greater thoughts and a greater plans for them, for us. And we have to embrace that. We have to be open to what he has for us. And, I, and I've learned, Elder, that um, a lot of times when we talk about living on purpose and walking in our purpose is really what's already in you. You're already doing it and you're not knowing that that is part of the purpose of God. You're not knowing that that's what he designed. You know, somebody that has a a, a, a passion for, for caring for the elderly or have a passion for, for singing or have a passion for uh, media, marketing, design, or whatever, these are things that God has ordained you. But I think a lot of times we think because it's not in the pulpit, or it's not, you know, behind uh, the title of apostle or pop prophet or teacher or, or any of those labels that we have in the church or those titles we have in the church. We don't think that that's really the purpose of God for our lives. But God has marketplace ministers just like he has those in the house. And the one, a lot of the ministry that Jesus did, he didn't do it in the church. He did it outside of the church. And he had those market ministers that were right there beside people that were able to teach and to train and to you know, to help them in whatever field they were in, but it, and they did all that they did, you know, with excellence, but they also d- demonstrated, um, you know, the purpose of God in the earth. So it's not, when I think of life on purpose, I think of just living out my passion, the passion that God has given me. Living out your passion. Amen. And that's one thing as well. When you find your passion, you'll find your purpose. And when we, when we begin to look at our gifts, talents and abilities that the Lord has placed on the inside of us, what would you say would be a good way that we could start the process? What I'm going to do right now, before we, before we go to that question, I'm going to, I want to hold that right there. But what okay. would be a way that we could start the process of developing and cultivating our gifts, talents, and abilities, of cultivating our spiritual gifts? How can we get that get the ball rolling? You know, because people, people, some people don't know how to begin or don't know how to start. So what I'm going to do right now, I'm going to pause real. I'm going to pause for a few moments for our life on purpose song for this week. And when we come back, we're going to continue with Minister Pamela Wright in our discussion of the gift in you. And so we're going to take that to the next level. She's going to open up and um, share. Um, her heart on and what the Holy Spirit has given to her for this week. We're gonna, but our life on purpose song for the week is um, a song by Cheryl Fortune, and the name of the song is Fight. So when we come back. We're gonna continue discussing our topic, the gift in you, with my special guest, Minister Pamela Wright, and you're listening live to the Life on Purpose with Deborah Tule broadcast.
say this you're going to say yeah that's true but you, people probably don't think about this as being the first thing they need to do but I would instruct anybody to make sure that they have a relationship with God have a relationship with the Holy Spirit you have to be able to discover your purpose and and, and take the process that is necessary to, to in that discovery 
you need to be able to have that relationship with the Holy Spirit because the Bible says that he's a teacher and he will teach us all things. He will show us all things. So in doing that, we need to have a relationship with him where we under we hear his voice. We understand his beckoning. We understand his 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 direction that he takes us. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will talk and he'll be very gentle and he'll he'll say, go left. And if you're not sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit, if you're not used to listening to his direction, you could go opposite. You can take the wrong route and it may take you a long time to get back on course. But if we if we make ourselves now. Um, in in this process, learn how to spend that time with God on a daily basis. Learn His Word. Stay in the presence of God. Worship Him, and get in the and learn the holy the direction of the Holy Spirit. He will lead us. The Bible says into all truth. He will lead us where we need to go. So we have to be a people that have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. That is first and foremost, because without that, you can just be wandering and doing different things and still not. Sh- you know, in the right place. But if you follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, even though it sounds simple, it really is that simple. Just follow the leading of the Holy Spirit and allow God to just direct your steps. Allow him to take you. Because when we tell him our heart's desire, Lord, I want to walk in purpose. I want to fulfill my destiny. He wants that just as much as you want it. The direction of the Holy Spirit. He'll take us where we need to go. He knows the way that we are to go. You know, the Bible says that he he already knows the way that we need to go. We don't know. So we have to rely on him. We have to rely on his direction, on his leading. Um, even the, even Jesus, when he came, Jesus, could, you would always see him in the scriptures going and being alone with the presence of God, going and being alone with his father, because he knew that there he would be able to get instructions and get what he needs. And the scripture says that when Jesus, they said he didn't do anything of himself. He did what he saw of his father. So when the father showed him what to do, he did it. But that came out of relationship. So if you're going to walk in your purpose, if you're going to fulfill the destiny that God has in you, you're going to have to have a relationship with Christ. You're going to have to have that time in the presence of God, waiting and being directed by him um, and taking that journey. That's the first thing. Um, and other than, you know, then the practical things that we can do, you have to know your talents. You you have to know yourself, you know, <laughs> that sometimes is a, is a journey by itself, just knowing you. You have to know the things that you're passionate about, the gifts and talents that you have. Um, know those things that you like. I know for me as a child, I've always loved singing, even though I know I know it, my family. <laughs> and I was that kid that was wanting to do stage performance. So I was the one that was pretending to be Julie Garland and I had on all the costumes, you know what I'm saying? I was that kid that was just wanting to be <laughs> the showtime performer, you know? Um, I know there was a show when I was coming up and I'm going to tell my age if I don't be careful. Um, there was a show coming that was a show that came on when I was in high school called Fame. And that was that show was just like, that's who I want to be. It's like that passion to to be a performer, to sing and to be a part of music and all of that. That was a passion. It's still a passion. I still love it. And I still know that's part of my purpose. Um but yeah, that was that that was the purpose purpose I was. So I had to discover my gift. I had to learn how to do it and embrace it. So n- knowing your talents uh, would be my second point. I think would tell you to know what talents you have. Know you know know what you you love to do. If you love to sing, if you love to draw, if you love to you know if you you maybe have your passion to preach. That may be your passion. Uh, so if it is, study the word of God. Whatever you need to do to, to cultivate your gift or your talent, I would tell you to to just find out what it is and then cultivate it. Um, that would be the best thing. And then next, um, Elder, I will have to tell you, and I think this for a lot of people is where they stop um, exploring new things, having new experiences. Um, that's that's another thing. You have to be willing to step out of the box. You got to be willing to go in arenas that you may not be comfortable in going in. You may not be comfortable. Um, I, I wasn't comfortable in, I wanted to do it, but if somebody had put me on a, on a Broadway stage, I probably would have passed out <laughs> because I was like, I wasn't <laughs> used to that. It was just, you know, we, it's different when you're sitting at home in front of a TV show and just saying, Oh, I want to do that. But when you actually get in that place, you know, you may, May you know may just pass out, and I think I probably as a kid I might have just passed out if I had the opportunity to go straight to the stage. I mean, maybe not. I don't know, but I was just so fascinated by. It. But I had to be willing to try new things. So as a kid, uh, I went 
to talent shows. I, I enrolled myself in talent shows. I, I became a part of uh, our local opera house here, and I got into a play. I was only a little black kid on the on the that was a part of the um, a part of the cast, um, but I was a part of that. Just those experiences coming coming away from some of the things that was normal because during that time it just wasn't um it was one of those things where you know our elders say you know you need to get a job just get a job mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and just get a job <laughs> and you know that's all that stuff ain't gonna, you're not going to be able to feed yourself off of that you need to get a job so trying to explore and do new things wasn't kind of embraced you know what I'm saying so <laughs> it wasn't embraced but yeah, I had to. I had to have in myself and uh, a heart to be able to explore new things and new experiences, and and be available to try something new. And and now I, I'm look. If I don't try something new, I really feel. Uh, I mean, I tr- I'm, I'm like that now. I still want to try something new. I'm still looking for new things to do. I'm still looking for places to go, things to experience. I like the life of that. You know, it's 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 wonderful. But to live on purpose, you have to be very intentional. Because in being intentional, meaning that you have to be a person who says, you know, I know God called me to do whatever it is. And you have to have the intention of saying, you know what, I'm going to do it. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I'm going to prepare myself. I'm going to do whatever's in my power to get it done. But you have to be intentional. I did see uh, uh, a friend of ours, uh, Lori Pelzer. Um, she mentioned something on her post the other day that blessed me. She said that I started my year in 2017 with the intention of being mm-hmm. able to live in a certain place. And I wanted, to, I wanted to move back to that place and I wanted to live there. And she said, you know, it was a process in getting there. But she became very intentional throughout the year of making sure that she made those decisions and made those changes that were necessary to to get to that place. And here we are now in December, and she is right where she wanted to be at the beginning of the year. So I think if you're going to move out in purpose, if you're going to do whatever God called you to do, you got to be intentional about it. You got to be intentional. You got to say, this is what I'm going to do, and I'm going to get it done. And there's nothing wrong with that. You're going to have people that's going to say, look, you shouldn't be doing that. Don't you know where you live? Don't you know they don't do that around here? But God is not limited. God is not limited to where we live to what we have or who we're exposed to. If we're all exposed to him, he said he would put us before great men. He is he's not limited. We limit ourselves, but we serve a God who is without limits. We serve a God who is able to open a door that no man can shut. And he's able to close a door that no man can open. He's a God who's able to to put us in a position where we can say, "How did I get here?" How did I get before the president? How did I get before the governor? How did I get in this position where now I'm singing at the opera house or singing before millions of people? How did I get here? Because it's God's intention, his purpose. But you have to be a, you have to be a person who's saying intentionally, I'm going to fulfill God's purpose. So you can't be a person who is scared. Because, you know, you can't be a person who's walking in fear. You're going to have to be somebody who say, you know what, I'm, I may go in there shaking, but I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going in there shaking, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna, you might be shaking all the way in the door. But I'm going in, God willing. I'm going in. So you have to be a person that's intentional. Regardless of what, you know, that's what you're right. feeling or what's facing, you're just going to have to obey God. I know even for myself, if I can just be a little transparent about myself with even my business, I didn't. And I mean, when I started my business, um, it was kind of one of those things that was thrust at me because I never even knew that this was a form of work. I've always worked in an office uh-huh. setting uh, for over 20 years. <laughs> and um, so I've always worked in an office setting or I worked in manufacturing and I worked uh, my first my very first job was making hot dogs. And so, I, you know, I did that and I didn't have a real scope of a lot of things, you know, for his life is concerned. So I didn't um, see how I could do all the things I wanted to do. But, you know, so starting out, I really didn't have a whole lot um, of of experience and things, but I knew I, God had more for me. So I was, when I started my business, um, I started out uh, in a situation of adversity, it really was I was in a, a place where I, I had to 
had to make a change. And I had to do it like right away. <laughs> and I didn't know how to do it. And in, in my search, in my looking for what the next experience, I came across an article that talked about being a virtual assistant, which I had never heard of before. And in being a virtual assistant, to make a long story short, I mean, it was what I was doing, but I was going to be able to do it from home and even actually make a living at it. And I could be, you know, contracted from businesses or, uh, or small solo entrepreneurs or authors or teachers or whoever that needed my assistance. And they would pay me directly. Like I could be my own business owner. Like, really? I, people actually get paid to do what I do at a, you know, them brick and mortar, and then I could actually do that from home. Like, I can do that, really? It was just like an eye-opening experience for me. So that's how I started. But what happened in that, I didn't embrace it initially. I was so afraid of the, how new it was and how, for me, it was like I never, like I said, I was, I was never exposed to it. Because I wasn't exposed to it, I didn't pursue it like I should. And in the last couple of years, um, I'm back in a situation again. I had an opportunity to work with a, a powerful woman of God and, and got more experience about, you know, really operating in my gifting and really moving forward to to use uh, my talents. And it kind of re um, it opened up again the desire that I've always had in marketplace ministry. You know, as a, just to take a little rabbit trail, I always had a desire um, a passion to work for my for leadership or people own the business owners in promotion and marketing, but I never knew exactly wow. how to make all wow. of it happen. And I, it was just something wow. in me. I knew I had the gift of administration. I knew that that was something that was in me, but I didn't know how to move in that. If if that makes sense. Um, it took okay. that woman of God helping me to to kind of get in position and help her with some things, and and then I was embracing and told, you know, you're a part of marketplace ministry, and it opened a whole new world for me. It helped me to understand, yes, yeah, this is what I'm being called to do. I just didn't understand what I was what I was doing was really what a part of the purpose of God for me. And I remember reading the scriptures about Daniel and about how he was gifted and he was excellent in his administration and how, you know, he was he was a man of God. It didn't have he didn't let go of his standards. And that really transformed my life, Elder. I'm, I'm, I'm in honesty. It wow. really transformed my life to be, yeah. for me to embrace who I who I am. And so now when I when I embrace and I say that I'm a, a marketplace minister, I don't have a I don't have a problem with um saying that I don't have a problem with knowing that our God has made me a marketing strategist and he's allowed me to, to work in places where I'm helping uh, church leaders and um, business owners strategically market their business or their church um, help to, to move forward, you know, the products and services or if they have a conference or whatever that's going on to help, you know, God allows me to help them move them in that way. So I, I embrace it now. But I had to come to a place mm-hmm. where I was, I had to understand that I needed to, to embrace the interest that God has given me and know that it was, need, it was needed and necessary. So I said all of that to say that if there's anybody listening tonight and you have really struggled with um, understanding why you have a passion towards something, and it may be a little different than what's surrounding your area, but maybe it's different than what people are exposed to that you're around. And you really struggle with people's opinion about what you should be doing or what you shouldn't be doing. I'm going to suggest to you tonight that you embrace the call of God on your life and that you would allow the spirit okay. of God to show you and tell you how to walk out that purpose. And it's going to take time for you to get in the presence of God. Like I said before, you will not be able to walk that plan out until you allow the spirit of God, the breath of God to take you step by step. He has a plan for you. He has a purpose for you. And he wants you to fulfill that purpose. But you have to be willing to to get rid of the naysayers. You got to be willing to cut off some relationships that may not want you to true. walk in that place. You may have to be That's in it sometime by yourself. Well, well, 
Why should we get rid of a, of the naysayers, um, Minister Pamela? Oh, the the haters. Oh, let me tell you about those haters. Those haters. <laughs> I mean, those naysayers. Those haters are really if you if you you can use them to your advantage, because every time they say you can't do that, you said okay, let me show you how I'm going to do it, because they will never understand. They don't know you. They they didn't create you. The the person that created you, he has the market he has the blueprint on your life. So he already knows your end at the beginning. He already knows where he's taking you. So the naysayers, they don't know your plan. They don't know your purpose. They don't know all they know is that you're you're saying that you're gonna do something or be something that they can't see. So because they can't see it, it wasn't meant for them to see it because God gave the instruction to you, not to them. So you have to be a person to say, you know what, I'm not listening to my naysayers. Um, the kids say, hater, hater, bacon hater, whatever they call it, whatever. But whatever, <laughs> you can't listen to the haters. <laughs> I didn't heard that one. <laughs> hater is hater, hater, bacon hater, or something they say. They say a little, you know, little chick. But anyway, <laughs> but whatever those little, uh, whatever the, the things that they're saying against you, you have to almost use their as 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 the wind beneath your wings because every time they say that you can't then you have to say you know what god motivate me god thank you father god that you said because it's not about my might not by my power but it's by your spirit god you said that i was a marketplace minister you said i was created unto you unto good works i'm your workmanship i was designed by your hand nobody can pluck me out your hand you got a purpose you got a plan so God, show me how to do what you call me to do, and you just do do as the yes. uh, kids said, do you boo, just do you, and do what God's called you to do, and in you in you doing that, the haters would then have to He will shut the mouths of those lions. He'll shut those mouths that always saying negative things about you, um, and you'll be able to prove them all wrong. Amen. And one thing too, sis, as you were saying that, I'm I'm just you're thinking. You know, sometimes you can't just share your your vision with everybody because everybody is not in a position, um, their faith level. Even though sometimes you may even have people, well-meaning people, they could be family members and close friends, but their faith level may not be where yours is. So you may not be able to share everything with everybody. So you have to be right. careful even when you share your dreams and your visions, even your gifts, what God has on the inside of you. Um, the people mm-hmm. may have, that may have grown up with you and might have known you when you were a little, uh, little um, scooter boop or, or a little, uh, <laughs> what my little grandbaby's little smooches girl. You know, they may not see your gifts, your talents, and your ability, right. the uh, supernatural anointing that God has on your life. But you can't be distracted by that. And one thing I was exactly. sharing earlier today, you know, we can't allow distractions of the world to hinder us. When it comes to fulfilling our purpose, our assignment and destiny in the earth, the enemy is going to do everything he can to be a distraction, to prevent you from walking forward and fulfilling your purpose. So you even have to lay aside every weight that seeks to be set. You sometimes are not even a sin, but it's the weight. It's the cares of this world and the cares of this life that will distract you and attempt to prevent you from fulfilling your purpose and your destiny. Yes. But we can't allow anything yes. because the gift in you is so big and, it, and there is a mandate on it. There is a supernatural yes. pull on it that God wants it to operate in the earth. So you have to discover, yes. discover what is my gift. Then you have to begin to exercise that gift so you can begin to flow in it because God has need of it. I think about when Jesus told the disciples to go and get that coat and tell the the owner, you know, that that I have need of it. And God has said that to us, those of us especially in the body of Christ, there is a mandate on your gift. There is a mandate Mm. on your purpose. There is need Mm. for it in the body of Christ. There is a need yes. for it, and it's time for us to get up and allow the Spirit of God to operate in us, to show us what He has on the inside of us so we can begin to flow in it. And I just want to yes. pause right now, and there may be someone here. You may have a question. You may have a comment tonight. I want to invite you into the broadcast. You can press the number one on your keypad, and you can share your comment or ask your question tonight. And while we, um, while we do that, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back and allow Minister Pamela um, to tell, um, tell us how we can stay connected with her. All right? 
And you are listening live tonight to the Life on Purpose with Deborah Tulane. And right now we got a little bit of KCJ, and I'm yours. Listen up. Exactly as Apostle Grace just said about Minister Pamela 
Um, she actually does my flyers for me and handle. Um, she is my virtual assistant and is doing a phenomenal, phenomenal um, job um, doing that. Um, a lot of things that you see right now are a result of me working with her or her working with me, us working together, because I call her and bounce things off of her a lot and get insight about, you know, quite a few things. So she is truly, truly a um, a blessing. She is good at what she does, and she is anointed to do what she does. So if you need someone to help you to get your ministry off the ground or your business off the ground, you need flyers, you need some um, some counseling um, about what step you need to take or what direction you need to take next, I want to strongly encourage you to give um, Minister Pamela a call and um, and allow her to, to shed some light and some insight. Minister Pamela, um, tell everyone yes, how they can stay connected with you and if they have any questions, um, you know, about, you know, uh, connecting with you for assisting them with with their ministry or their um, other other needs that they may have, how they can do that as well. Well, I'm not hard to find at all. You can definitely catch me on Facebook um, I'm under my name, Pamela Wright, or you can go to my, my Facebook page, which is Right Touch Marketing and Design. Or you can go visit me online if you want to schedule some time with me um, where we can sit down and strategize together. I have a, a, comp, uh, a free consultation that we can get together and just go to my website, which is www.righttouchvavlikevictoralikeapple.com and click on my book online button and just you know book some time with me. And we'll definitely sit down and see how we can assist you in your, your ministry or in your business and help you in whatever way we can. Um, so I'm really easy to find. You can also call me on my business line of 803 216 Um, You can contact me that way or or just contact me with Facebook. I'm on all social media, Instagram, Twitter, uh, under Right Touch VA. Uh, You can reach me from any of those uh, social media platforms. All right, all right. Well, praise the Lord. Well, we have been tremendously blessed. Minister Pamela, thank you so much for being transparent and, um, and sharing tonight. It has truly, truly been a blessing. And I want to thank you again for being here. Thank you for um, accepting the invitation. Thank you for everything that you do to make life on purpose um, who we are. Um, who You know, what you guys see on Facebook, on social media, the banners, the flyers, the, the whatever, the verbiage. You know, the different things that you see, just know that it is um, definitely uh, Minister Pamela Wright is helping us with all of that. So, Minister Pamela, will you, um, will you share final final words and pray with us tonight? I definitely I definitely will. Um, thank you for the opportunity, Elder, for bringing me on. I, I, I love your platform. I love the fact that you are encouraging uh, and motivating people on a week, weekly basis to be to live their life on purpose and to fulfill the the, gospel, the God-given talents and uh, destinies that's in their life. So I love your platform. Thank God for for you. Um, didn't know when we met that we were going to be uh, working together, but I have really truly been honored to be a part of, and I'm say that in sincerity. You know I do. Um, and being a part of, of your ministry. Um, but I just want to encourage anyone that listened to us tonight. And if you don't hear, didn't remember anything that I said tonight, I just want you to know that God has so much more for you than what you are doing. So my encouragement for you tonight is to take the limits off, take the limits off of yourself Take the limits off of what you're able to do and know that God has a plan. He has a purpose and he desires for you to fulfill that purpose. And he desires you to be that servant that he can say at the end, my, my good and faithful servant, um, you, you've been faithful in little, but I'm going to, you now he's going to be able to reward you. So I just want to encourage you to do that. So my prayer for you tonight, Father, we just thank you and we bless you and we honor your name tonight, oh God, because your word says, Father, that you have thoughts toward us that are good and not evil to bring us to an expected end. So I pray tonight, Father, that your people will take the limits off of themselves and take the barriers off of themselves, oh God, and allow themselves to blossom, allow themselves to experience the the blessing of walking and living in purpose. I pray tonight that every 
uh, distraction, anything that is hindering your people from moving in the, their God-given talent, their God-given place of, of blessing, God. I, in the name of Jesus, we take authority over in Jesus' name, and we declare and decree that they are walking in liberty. They're walking in purpose. We decree and declare, Father God, that they will, they are going to move into their destiny, that they're going to take the limits off of you, that they're going to embrace what you have called them to do. And we thank you tonight, God, for Elder Tulane. We thank you for Life on Purpose. And we pray, God, your continued blessings upon the ministry. We thank you for 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 multiple uh, opportunities coming to them. We thank you for opening up new doors, new avenues, new 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 places of authority. We thank you for enlarging their territories. We thank you, Lord God, for giving them the right people at the right time to open up the right doors. And we give you honor and praise for it right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Wow, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Well, y'all, thank you so much for tuning in for this week's broadcast of the Life on Purpose with Deborah Tulane radio show. It has truly been an honor to be here with you tonight. I want you to remember this week that your gifts are important. Begin to discover what they are. And when you look at what you're passionate about, will you get the most pleasure? Normally, that would be a clear indication of, of probably where your where your purpose lies. So I want to encourage you this week to know that a life isn't lived until it's lived on purpose. God bless you. I look forward to seeing you on February the 3rd at our first conference, Life on Purpose Conference, Operation Reset. I want to see you in Rock Hill, South Carolina at the Holiday Inn Express at 10 o'clock a.m., for the conference. God bless you. I see you back next week on Life on Purpose with Deborah Tulane. Good night. Good night, woman of God. And I will I will um, talk to you soon. I love you much. Yes, love you much. All right, God bless. Love y'all. Thank you for tuning in this week.